0: Welcome to the Boys of Summer. This is episode 65. I'm Gene Gums, and glad to be joined, as always, by Paul Arnold and Eric Braun as we talk about our favorite sport, baseball. And guys, we've got a lot to talk about uh, tonight. The first thing I want to start with is, and I, and I hate to say it's Tony La Russa, <laughs> but I'm going to start with Tony La Russa. And was he right or wrong for calling out Yerman Mercedes, who in a fifteen to four game swung at a three zero pitch that a position player lobbed up to the plate and hit it out for a home run.
1: So I'm going to take a, a middle of the road position. I to me, it's fine that I mean because I mean that was you know a, a, a pretty jerky thing to do to swing swing at that pitch. Um, it was also hilarious. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, just the fact that. Uh, yeah. You know, first of all, they've got a, a position player up there throwing, you know, you know sub 60 mile per hour Jump. pitches. Jump. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's it's kind of hard to say we need to respect the game when you've got that kind of silliness going on. And then, you know, I mean, and so I think to me it's, it's funny because it's such a baseball thing for right. this old school manager to be grumpy about it. And, you know yelling about these kids on his lawn, and, and for Mercedes to just go ham on this uh, this pitch. And by the way, it's not easy to hit a sub-60-mile-an-hour ball over the fences. I mean, that's a feat in and of itself.
2: Yeah, this just proves is out of touch one more time. I mean, how many examples do we need to have? I think all that hair dye's seeping into his brain. <laughs> uh, he's losing it, and... Uh, I'm not saying I'm all for the younger players. I do like some of the old rules. But when it's that ridiculous, have yeah. a little, you know, lighten up a little bit. And you don't do it in the press. That's the ultimate, like, put yeah. down. I mean, if you have a problem with the guy, you grab him into your office. You're the manager. You say, hey, that's not the way we play the game. Go back. Don't do it again. Done. I,
0: I think I agree with you there. I think it was the wrong way to handle it. But I'm going to take... I'm going to I talked about this on my radio show this morning. So I'm going to I can see both sides of the coin here. Number 1, in the last 20 years, okay? There have been 557 3-0 counts with a re- lead of 10 runs or more, okay? Late in the game, 5 or should be 556 times a batter has gotten a 30 count. Not one of them ever swung at it.
2: Yerman uh-huh. <laughs> Mercedes
0: became the first one in 557 at-bats to swing at a 3-0 pitch when you're up by 10 runs or more <laughs> in a game. Okay, so there's number one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, number two. It wasn't just Tony Larusa that was upset about it, because what happened the next day? Tyler Duffy comes out of the bullpen for Minnesota, and he throws a pitch behind the back. Of Yerman Mercedes. yeah, As if to say, dude, we didn't appreciate that. So it wasn't just the 76-year-old guy that was upset about it. Obviously, the twins were not too enamored by it either. Now, the other piece of this is the following. You have 13 guys in the bullpen. You have eight relief pitchers. You've only used three of them. So you've got five guys in that bullpen that you can put out on that mound to pitch one inning. So you can also blame the Minnesota Twins for throwing a position player out there instead of throwing a position player, a pitcher out there. That's why we have the expanded rosters. They've got more pitchers than they yeah. know what to do with. So why are you throwing Willens and Dio out there for this? not just the first time this year? It's the second time they've done it. So I can see both sides. I mean, I understand the Twins being upset, but at the same time, the Twins kind of aren't respecting the game. By throwing a position player out there. What do you think about that?
1: Agree 100%. I, you know, it's just, the whole thing is so silly. I, really, the only problem I had with the whole situation was, like Paul said, was that he made such a big deal about it in the press. Which I think almost could have made the Twins feel like they had to go out and make some sort yes, of a statement definitely. the next perhaps, day, right? Yeah, perhaps. So, I don't know. I, you know, It's just ridiculous. It's, well, it's, 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 it's high, high baseball comedy. We have seen a lot
0: of position players pitching again this year, and we're only into May. And again, I wonder why Major League Baseball continues to allow this when they already allow expanded rosters. You know, when, guy, when teams, there are some teams that are carrying 14 pitchers. How can you, how, if you're Major League Baseball, why do you even allow this? Unless there's nobody left except your other starters, why would Major League Baseball allow this to even happen? So maybe this, is, maybe this is something that Major League Baseball at some point will have to step in. Not that I'm all for legislating everything, but it just seems kind of silly to me. And, and, it, and it's, if, if you're a casual fan of baseball and you don't know what's going on, and you see a guy like Ostadio, by the way, that pitch that was hit out, 47 miles an hour.
1: <laughs> 47? Oh, wow. You know, that's, 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 like, like, that's, that's, that's hard
0: to do. Yeah, that's slow pitch softball speed right there. You know, and so so if you're Major League Baseball and you want to draw fans to the game, is that going to draw fans to the game? You know, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I just I just I I hated the fact that everybody jumped on Tony La I mean, look, I get that he's 76 and I get that he's old school, but they also have the best record in baseball. Right. And so he didn't become a dope overnight. And, you know, uh, so and I think there's too much attention being paid to him being seventy six years old, uh, speaking speaking as an old guy. Yeah, I'm about to say talking <laughs> like
2: a guy. Yeah, I, I, La Russa in his prime, there was no better. He he could analyze a game. He knew how to make the right moves. He was a you know used every part of the game and knew how to do it right. Um, so in his prime, I'd say he would be the n- top three in the last fifty years as far as a manager. Um, but I just think he's slipping a little bit. And maybe Major League Baseball is just blinded by all the offense. They were just so happy to see some <laughs> hits and runs. They didn't care who was pitching anymore.
0: Uh, you know, and, but, uh, but the other thing I thought about this morning is let's say that this didn't happen with 76-year-old Tony La Russa. Let's say it happened and it was Terry Francona in Cleveland. Do you think Terry Francona would have been happy about it?
2: No, no.
1: No, it's hard to imagine any coach.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: you're I'm happy about it.
2: Yeah, so you know, I I don't. It just are you trying to I, get I guess, us on your side, Gene? Is that what you're doing? No, <laughs> I
0: guess I guess my point is, is I I think that there was a big article. It was a, a, a guy by the name of uh, Tim Dahlberg wrote a column in the Associated Press this morning, basically uh, dumping all over Larusso and about how out of touch he is because he was upset about this. The only fault I find from Tony Larusso in the whole thing, and I think you you know you like you said, the only fault is. You don't do it in the media. You yeah. just don't. I, I think that's where he made the mistake. Well, so. I'll,
2: I'll take one more step with this. Sometimes you do put it in the media if you want to shake up the whole team. Because um, I've seen in different situations in a very smaller setting uh, where um, when I was in high school, a, a coach did take it to the newspaper. And that just unified the whole team around the one player that the coach called out. And Got so in a strange way, it does press some buttons here, right? It does get a lot of attention early in the season. If he did this later in the season, I think it would be much worse than right now.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair enough. And, and while we brought up Major League Baseball being uh, stunned by all the runs and hits, <laughs> I have to take a second to congratulate you, Paul. Spencer Turnbull. Hoo-hoo. How with about a that? no-hitter for the Detroit Tigers, uh, the first one not named Justin Verlander or Jack Morris in like the last <laughs> last 40 years this is a guy that what 2 years ago led the major leagues in losses he yes. went 3 and 17 right. and he pitches a no-hitter if there is no if you need another example of what's going on in baseball today you don't have to go any farther than right there
2: Yeah, don't you feel a little bad for Spencer, though? He finally throws a no hitter and everybody's poo pooing it because of the rest of what's happening in baseball, right? Eric, I mean, doesn't he deserve his day in the sun?
1: (laughs) He does deserve his day in the sun. I mean, you know, I would. I mean, he did it against the Mariners. Now, that's their second (laughs) this year. They're batting sub 200. Yeah, so I mean, that's. (laughs) So bad. Um, Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, uh, anytime you're throwing a no hitter against major league batters, uh, that's cause for celebration. And he seemed like he was having a pretty good time.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's probably my fault, Paul, that I, because I was kind of dumping on him a little bit this morning on my show about it, but you know, it's probably because I was just angry because the Red Sox got beat 9 0 by Toronto that night. So I was (laughs) probably, it was probably sour grapes on my part (laughs) lashing
2: out. Legitimate. I mean, if a 10 and 25 career pitcher throws a no hitter, it does make you wonder, right? Like what's not right here? So once again, we've covered this really well in previous podcasts about what's wrong. I read uh, Tim Curterson's article in ESPN and he went through all the things we went through as well of velocity and bad swing angles and yada, yada. And once again, we're back to what can Major League Baseball really do about this? And I'm not, I'm not sure, I threw out last week that I liked, or last podcast, I liked the moving back the mound of foot, and you didn't like that, Gene. Do you have any new ideas now?
0: Well, I think, I think the biggest thing that might stop no hitters, at least, is doing away with the shift. Um, how many balls do you see hit straight up the middle that would be base hits in, you know, when we were younger? That's an automatic base hit. You hit it past the pitcher's mound, up the middle, that's a base hit. Now it seems like half the time there's a, there's a position player behind second base taking away hits. I think that might be the one thing that would uh, generate a little bit more offense. You know, but, but, uh, but I don't even know if that's, that's true. But that's the only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy if, if they got, got away from the shift. But I've kinda, I was also against, oh, I think it was me, not Gene, who was against the, moving the yeah. The would you. Back. Yeah. I, um, I, I just didn't want to call Paul out on that. <laughs> all right, one, but, yeah, yeah. but it was you. I'm, I'm not afraid to, right. Um I, I, but I've i I've, I've come around on it. Not so much again, I like pitching, I like uh uh you know I like the no hitters, I like a good pitcher's duel on TV anyway. That's less fun at the stadium. Right. But uh, but for me, uh, when I'm looking at that uh, you know, the, the the rash, and I, we may be talking about this later, but, uh, you know, maybe it also helps with some of these uh, people getting hit by the pitches because that's just uh, really getting ugly in baseball. That's, you know, this year seems even worse. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true.
0: Um, and that's, uh, you know... That's one of the things I want to bring up. Uh, you talked about guys. Get, Kevin Pillar got hit in the face the other day, uh, right in the nose oof. with a fastball, and he's now on the I.L. with uh, multiple nasal fractures. Mm. And my question to you guys is this. Are we getting to a point where you know we want guys to go out there and throw as hard as they can for as long as they can? We're rushing kids up from the minor leagues that may not be ready and that are a little bit wild. And are we causing a problem here and and putting batters' lives at risk? Are we getting to a point where pretty soon we're going to be sending guys up to the plate like Little League with full face shields, you know, where it's almost like a football helmet that you're wearing to the plate? You see a lot of Little Leaguers wearing those, you know. Are we getting to a point where if they don't get this figured out, where maybe we're going to see that in Major League Baseball?
1: Well, we might have to, uh, you know, um, and I, I thought Pilar's uh comments were pretty interesting, you know you know it, what he said was that you know the problem is is that now we've got such a emphasis on velocity that we're bringing up kids based solely on that and they're not ready you know f- as far as location and just being able to throw you know you know even like a little bit slower pitch all they do is they come up there and throw as hard as they can right you know all day long, and you know you. You know, lose a little bit of control off of a, you know, 102 mile f- fastball, you're going to hurt somebody. Um, so yeah, I th- I, they've got to do something. Again, you know, maybe it's moving the mound back. I don't know. Maybe it's you know, uh, you know. I guess my hope would be that you know, moving the mound back, uh, you know, actually works. That the the pitching mechanics aren't thrown off too much, um, and that uh, the you know the, the that that creates a lot of other sort of unforeseen uh, uh, dynamics in the game where, you know, hey, all of a sudden we decide maybe, you know, now that, you know, it kind of de-emphasizes the strikeouts. You know, maybe we find pitchers who aren't just throwing fastballs. We find pitchers that, you know, do have more touch, more Greg Maddox types, hopefully, because that's a lot more fun to watch than, you know, just a guy who goes up there and, Throws as hard as he can, you know, every pitch, and has like one other secondary pitch. You know, it's it's great to watch a pitcher who's a real master and can mix up his pitches.
2: Mm. So, Gene, I'm going to go old school with you. Uh, believe it or not, my second favorite team was Boston Red Sox growing up, and Luis appreciate. I can't even say his name. A Luis. Luis
0: Apuricio. Oh
2: yeah, he was amazing. But I thought it was him or another guy who got hit terribly in the face. Well, um, that was
0: Tony Canigliairo. That's
2: it. That's the yeah, guy it, I was trying it, to it think of.
0: Mu- it pretty much ended his career. He got hit uh, in the uh, right in the it, in, his, in the eye.
2: Right. Well, yeah. I, he was one of my cousin's favorite. They they live in yep. Worcester, and yep. um, they loved him. And then when he got hit, you know, they were always rooting for him. But that was brutal. And I I don't know if we pay attention to it more than we did back then. But nothing was really changed back then. I mean, what's going to take to change it now? I know the velocity is faster, um, you know. So I remember who was the guy Allarud who played first base. I remember how much hard time mm-hmm. he was given for wearing Olerud, a, yeah. uh, a helmet playing first base. Um, well, you
0: remember when? Uh, remember when John Carlos Stanton got hit in the face a number of years ago when he first came back? He was wearing some kind of a guard over his helmet uh, to protect his face. Um, And look, we've already got guys now, you you know, that's the other part of this is it's not just the velocity. We also have batters that are fearless now that crowd the plate that are up over the plate and they're almost inviting it. And because why? Because they're wearing armor. They're wearing all this stuff on their elbows and on their legs and on their, you know, they're they're all up there with all kinds of gear on. Figuring, well, if they hit me in the arm, it's going to go off my guard here. It won't really hurt that bad. But the problem is, is there's nothing to protect your face unless, and, and there, I don't know about you guys, but I've, you know, I've been at the plate and had a guy throw a ball 90 miles an hour. You got no, you got to, you, you pray because you can't really get out of the way.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, back to you, Paul, on, you know, talking about, was it as bad back then? I was looking up some stats um, on just the highest hit. Uh, by pitch percentage in the major leagues. And this is, this was from a couple of years ago on fan graphs, but, uh, since 1900, um, the top 10 years for being, uh, for, for hit by a pitch percentage, uh, there are only two years that are, uh, not from the two thousands. Really? Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And those two years are 1900 and 1901. <laughs> so <laughs> so that tells you anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Gene so was in yeah. first
2: grade back then. Right. Yes, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yep.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a funny guy. <laughs>
0: well, okay. so, well, the, that kind of, that kind of emphasizes the point then is, you know, it is, is, and is it the velocity or is it that the guys are, that, that we're rushing guys to the major leagues because we want guys that can throw 99 miles an hour.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I
1: think, man, I don't know. It's, uh, it's probably a little bit of both, right? Hey, um, you know,
0: it's a, but you don't see you don't see Aroldis Chapman hitting guys, right? He throws 101. You know, there's plenty of other guys that throw 100 miles an hour that have control. You know, my concern is is the guys that that maybe just aren't ready. Potential, yeah. right?
2: They all want the potential. If you have the speed, then they're willing to take a chance on you that you're going to develop control.
1: And they all come up out of the minors and they're and we're putting so much more emphasis on relief pitching that they all they all get a chance to pitch an inning or two right so
0: right well, they're and going out
1: there you know that's the other problem though eric is that
0: they're getting a chance to pitch but they're not getting a chance to pitch a lot because right. we have gotten so much into specialization now and pitching changes that if a guy you know there's a lot of times a guy gets two-thirds of an inning you know, yep. maybe he gets an inning and he might not pitch again for four or five days. So these guys that are relief pitchers aren't getting the innings that they used to get. So even if, you know, you, you want them to develop in the major leagues, they're not getting enough chances to actually do that. Yep. So, uh, well, along those lines, my next question to you, and is it has to do with pitching and it has to do with Shohei Otani, who right now is getting more attention for the way he's hitting the baseball then the way he pitches, uh, now, of course, he's had Tommy John surgery, but he also now leads the major leagues in home runs. My question to you is this. If you are the Los Angeles Angels and you are hoping to compete this year or any year for that matter, do you need Shohei Otane to be better as a hitter or better as a pitcher? And is it, is it okay to sacrifice one for the other?
1: Oof. Um, So long term, I mean, you look. I mean, he signed with the Angels because they told him he could play both ways, right? Right. So, so that's you know that's got to be weighing on your mind if you're uh, the Angels GM. Uh, But man, I the way he bats, I would, I would, you know, and that's every every day, right? Yeah. And now you've got Mike Trout out. You know, just for this season alone, you've got Mike. Mike Trout now out for uh, six to eight weeks, I think, um, and who knows what it'll be like when he comes back. Those injuries tend to linger. Uh, so, oh, man, I would I would just have him bat, but that hurts because his he's uh, you know pitched pretty strong too. The Angels need help everywhere. Is the problem, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, this is a team that should compete, and every year it seems like they just can't. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I I would probably have him bat just because uh, it's it's every day. But uh, boy, they need pitching.
2: Yeah, he's one and zero this year. He's a two two point one ERA. He's pitched twenty five innings. And I would suggest can't you have the best of both worlds? That you make him a batter every day, and he's a reliever. I mean, a specialized reliever, and sell that to him. Um, I, I think the pitching is harder to come by and but hitting is every day um but what are we old school to say pitching is going to win it in this day and age in mlb um because the the hitting is so lousy anyways um do you want to make sure your pitching is strong because that's going to win you something more but now that trout is out i think it's all bets are off this year anyways for the angels but if i had to push come to shove. I would put him over to batting because I think he'd have a longer career as a batter. And I do think you lose a little something trying to do both. And, Gene, you know that nobody's really done this, right? I mean, we talk about Babe Ruth, but there really isn't a good comparison, is there?
0: No, well, not really because Babe Ruth only did it uh, for a very short period of time. When he went to the Yankees from the Red Sox, he no longer pitched. He appeared in five games as a pitcher his entire career with the New York Yankees. So, you know, people talk about, well, wow, Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth only actually played both ways uh, two years, in 1918 and 1919. And what's interesting is, in 1917, his last year as a full-time pitcher, he threw 326 innings. <laughs> okay? <laughs> wow. The next, the next year, when he was doing both ways, when he pitched and hit, he only threw 166 innings. Mm-hmm got 317 at-bats and 166 innings. And then in 1919, he only threw 133 innings and got up 432 times. So he was, they were weaning him off of the actual pitching part uh, just because I think a lot like we're seeing with Otani, you are asking a lot of a guy to never get a day off, to never get a chance to be off. Um, and so, you know, my concern is, is that by allowing him to do this, I know he wants to, I know you told him that he could, but he, you're risking his career, the longevity of his career by allowing him to do both because he's going to wear out. He's only 26 years old. Crickets. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, you're I mean, you're right.
1: processing I mean, your yeah. wisdom,
2: Gene. Yeah. Well, well, you know, well,
1: it's such well, a, it's such a hard to, uh, call to make, right? I mean. Because, one, he's putting butts in the seats um, right. because people want to go out to see right. to see him, especially. I mean, like, look at the – I mean, I was looking at uh, ESPN, I think it was, or MLB, one of those websites earlier today. And they had a special block of headlines on the homepage. Uh, you know, it was – you know, Otani was in the lead story, and then, like, five headlines off to the right, you know, uh, just – about it i mean he is you know i mean it's like fernando mania right uh um, right. it's just it's it's really crazy and the numbers that he's putting up are incredible so it's really hard for uh i think a baseball team and ownership and and us for sure the marketing department to say man you know maybe we should you know not let him be so great <laughs> right <laughs> i mean that's essentially what you're asking for the short term anyway well, uh, so I think that's a tough call to make.
0: Well, and here's the thing, if you look at the stats for Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. the Los Angeles Angels are dead last. They are 30 out of 30 in team ERA and pitching. Oof. Their team ERA is 5.27. Well, see, that's not good. The only <laughs> team that is that's close to them is the Colorado Rockies. That <laughs> well, that, you know, and they're always going to stink because of where they play. I mean, my goodness, the Detroit Tigers are a half a run better than they are. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. But, but, but that's, what, and that's where I looked at it is that, you know, would they be better off having Otani be a pitcher? Right now, the problem is is they're only throwing him once a week. He's not even going out there every five days.
2: Well, he yeah. just had Tommy John surgery in a way. The other thing I look at him is he's a big dude, 6'4", 210 pounds, I and mean, he is the perfect size to have power just to get stronger and stronger over time as a hitter. Uh, and as a pitcher, I don't know if he's got the right makeup to be a long-lasting pitcher if he's already had Tommy John once.
0: Well, I, uh, Well, uh, you know. again, if, if, if you're the Angels, I think this is a conversation that has to happen, and it maybe has to happen after this year. I mean, and look, even when he's pitched this year, I know his ERA was 2.05 going into today, but he's also walked 20 guys in 26 innings, you know, uh, he, and he's hit a couple of guys. It's not like, you know, uh, he, he's striking everybody out. Now, he does strike a lot of guys out, but he doesn't have necessarily the command, and that's why the same reason why guys are getting hit, because he's not pitching enough. Hmm. I mean, we're getting wrapped up in Shohei Otani's pitching numbers. He's, he's been in the major leagues for three years. He's thrown 79 innings, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, right. I mean, seriously, I mean, so it's kind of hard to get too wrapped up in that. So I, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is. And, and I, you know, the question I guess is going to be, Otani's going to have to look inside himself and decide how important it is.
1: Yeah. I think that's honestly, I think that's where the decision's going to have to come from. Yeah, because he's he's, he's going to have to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah, it may well be. Hopefully well it doesn't made. get made for him by some you know, injury that blows his arm out.
0: Yeah, well, it, you know, I mean, and, that, and that's the issue. I mean, if he, if he develops more arm trouble, he may make the decision. He may just realize, okay, well, that's enough. It was a great idea. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe if that happens, and Paul, you may have been onto something here. Maybe the way to do it with him is say, look, we'll still let you pitch, but it's got to be in relief. Maybe that's the answer because then you're only asking him to pitch a couple of innings a week.
2: Yeah, and then you get to be a star as a reliever, and you know, I used to think relievers were pretty important, I mean, to have a go-to guy in the tightest of situations. I mean, the old days, there used to be one or two or maybe three guys that they counted on game after game for a, a ton of innings, but I don't think it plays that way anymore.
0: All right, well, since we were on the Angels, we may as well stay there, and since we last talked on this podcast... The Angels gave Albert Pujols his walking papers. a guy who was making $30 million this year, the last year of a 10-year contract, and they let him go. And this, to me, is the greatest thing ever. He signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the team from just across town, That Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, wants to be the Dodgers so badly that instead of being the Anaheim Angels, he said, we're going to be the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. You know that has got to stick in his craw. (laughs) I would think. Um, So my question is, if they were willing to bite the bullet and eat that kind of money, where else in Major League Baseball? Who else? that's got a big contract, would a team be willing to suck it up and let somebody go? For instance, Paul... Yes, say it. Say it. Would would (laughs) the Tigers consider eating the rest of Miguel Cabrera's contract?
2: Yeah. um, Somebody was just knocking at my door and it caught me off guard there for a second. Um, And it's not the IRS. We paid our bill. Okay. um, (laughs) Miggy started off the season looking pretty good, and then he's been going downhill ever since, and nobody wants to eat his contract. And it made me start to think, you know, Albert Pujols may be the best first baseman of his generation. When you look at his stats, I mean, 667 home runs, batted 298, 3,200 hits. I mean, that's amazing. And then Cabrera is just trying to get to 500 home runs and is just trying to get to 3,000. Hits. Um, I think Cabrera is already done. There's been talk that they may release him before the end of year, anyways, and I don't think anybody's going to pick him up. So, can,
0: can uh, they afford? Can, can the Tigers financially afford to do that? I mean, look, we know Artie Moreno's pockets are deep in in Anaheim, but can the Tigers really afford that?
2: Uh, you know, Tom um, Illich, the former owner, died about four years ago, and his son and daughter are cheap, and they're not going to do it. I think they'll keep him around for this year, and he'll be done next year. That's my prediction. Now, what's he got? Does he have two years left on that contract? I try to block
0: these things out, Gene. Really, oh, no, but, you know what? But thanks for no, asking. I just, I just looked. He is not eligible to become a free agent until 2024. <sighs> wow. he, is under, he is under contract for $32 million next year, <sighs> $32 million in 2023, and thirty million in twenty twenty four. Yankees,
2: Yankees, Yankees.
0: <laughs> Take and, them, please. And, and then there's a vesting option in twenty twenty five if he finishes in the top half of MVP voting in twenty twenty four. Not likely to happen. So that but, but that means that he they are on the hook for him for three more years for ninety four million dollars. Are they gonna let him go and eat ninety
2: four million bucks? Oh, it makes me sick just thinking about it. I mean, whoever was his agent, do you know who his agent is? I don't know. Is it Burroughs? Uh, uh, you know what? I, that's a great question. Uh, whoever he is, is, uh, is, it
0: was robbery.
2: Can you think of other co- any wow. other contract that's worse than that that a team's gotten into? I can't think of anybody. I mean, we talk it, about Benia all the time, but he only made a million yeah. every year for 30 years. You know, I would say that maybe for a time,
0: A-Rod's was close. Because um, he was making 30 some million at the end of his career for the Yankees, because they took that contract at the Texas. Remember when the Texas Rangers signed some like 10 or 12 year contract for some ridiculous amount of money, and, and he wasn 't worth it at the end of his career. So that would be close. I mean, when you look at Cabrera, he hasn 't been Mickey Cabrera since 2016
2: yeah that 's the last time he hit 300. Well, he won the Triple Crown, which is the, you know, that's the crowning jewel of his whole career, and he won a World Series early on, and the one go- complaint was he wasn't in shape, but he's come into camp in shape a couple times, and uh, he's still a fun-loving guy, but man, it's just He's tough. 38.
0: He's 38. You know, I mean, and we're all older than 38, but it's, it's one of those things where father time catches up with you. Uh, you know, in his best year, 2019, he hit two eighty two. You know, and you know, the power was down. He only had 12 homers, 59 runs batted in. I mean, but the, the Tigers are stuck
2: with him. You yeah, know, you keep and reminding me, can we get to a different subject? <laughs> well,
0: but, but so, all right. So if, so if Mickey's one, who else is out there? Is there any other veteran that you can think of that's making a ton of money that their team would like to unload?
1: The only one I can think of is maybe Buster Posey.
0: Yeah, except he's having a great year. Yeah, year. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're
1: they're bouncing yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's
0: kinda of bounced back. So I'm I'm I don't even think he'd be a candidate. It's yeah, geez,
1: of... he's batting three seventy one this year. All right, yeah. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> and, and last year last year I would have said Buster Posey, but yeah, this year he's back
0: on so, top. So is, is Cabrera the is is Cabrera the last albatross?
2: Well, last year we also had Zimmerman. We picked him up as a free agent from Washington and he was a bomb for five years and Cost us a ton of money. Um, Ryan Zimmerman, yeah, the pitcher, yeah. From oh
0: oh oh, the other Zimmerman. Uh, that wasn't that was uh, uh, what Zimmerman was that. Jordan Zimmerman. Jordan, thank you. Yeah, yeah,
2: I try to block these certain things out of my head yeah, as much J- as possible. Jordan Zimmerman is a guy that pitched for the t- uh,
0: for pitched for you guys for a number of years. Came over from Washington. He was pretty good with Washington.
2: Yeah, he won yeah.
0: won nineteen games one yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He never had an ERA better than like uh, five for you guys. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna. You're gonna be ready to drink by the time this uh, podcast is <laughs> over. I've
2: already it's started, over. man.
0: I've already started. So, 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 so Cabrera's probably the last guy out there that's got this onerous contract.
1: Okay, I got one more. Go ahead. How about Chris Davis with Baltimore? Oh, oh There you go. Thank yes. you, yes. Yeah. Eric. Thank now, you. Thank I you. forgot about him. Now he's on the DL now. I think. Yeah, he's he? out for the rest of the season. It looks like. Yeah. And, and, but he's making 21 million.
0: Well, you know why, but you know why the Orioles 2022. 20, you know why the Orioles are thrilled about that. And you know what? If he gets healthy next year, they may have somebody break his legs because <laughs> because when a guy gets hurt and is out for the season, they have insurance for that stuff. Oh,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: So they're All
2: not right. actually so they're not actually on the hook to pay that stuff. So you're saying Cabrera's going to be mysteriously injured before then here at Detroit.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I know
2: some guys. Is that the
0: deal? Uh, well, uh, I know they some prob- guys they, that know some guys. Yeah, they probably know some guys. You know what? And speaking of, you know what? I thought of another one. Now, I don't think he's got, I don't know what his contract looks like now. But there's another Davis that isn't very good these days. That's Chris uh, Davis. Chris Davis, who used to play for Oakland, and they let him go. And he uh, signed on with, uh, uh, with Texas. Now, Chris Davis only has one more year left. I just looked it up. He has one more year left with the Orioles. Uh, he's, gonna, he's making $23 million a year mm. to mm-hmm. not play this year, and he'll make $23 million a year next year uh, probably to also not play. I mean, that, is, uh, what, that, may be, that might be the worst contract in the history of contracts. Mm. So, well, uh, look, I, the, the first guy I thought of was you, Paul. When, when, they, when, yeah. when, when, when Paul Scott let go, I said... I'll bet that I, I figured you were at church saying some Hail Marys well, and our fathers. <laughs> well,
2: is a quality dude. He's a very yes. strong well, yeah, leader sure. in the community. He's always right. taken the high road. Uh, I have a lot of respect for him over the years. And, and he cashed in at the right time with the Angels, and he's always willing to play. And His stats make Cabrera look, you know, in comparison, he's still better than Cabrera.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Cabrera is still
2: a Hall of Famer. Oh, Maybe. definitely. Yeah. I mean, is going yeah. to the Hall
0: of Fame. It doesn't matter how, how, how it finishes. Uh, and, and I was thrilled for Albert Pujols, his first game with the Dodgers. He gets a start, he's batting cleanup, and he gets an RBI single in his first game with the Dodgers. Sweet. That was, I mean, that was the greatest. And then the next night, he didn't get a hit, but he ended up with an RBI anyway and a sacrifice fly, so he's already paying dividends for the Dodgers. <laughs> so, nice. All right. All right, now we're, uh, we're, we're probably pressed for time, but I got one more thing I want to throw out at you. Huskar Yanoa, young pitcher from the Atlanta Braves, guy that uh, pitched pitched a no-hitter, hit a grand slam home run in a game, is now out for a while because he wasn't very good against the Milwaukee Brewers uh, over the weekend, and he punched the bench and broke his hand. So my question to you is this, and I know baseball contracts are fully guaranteed, so if you get hurt, you get paid. Not like the NFL where they can let you go if you if you get hurt. Um, when a player does something stupid like this, like you know this or slamming your hand down on the table when you're playing a video game, uh, which just happened to somebody was it from the Oakland A's I think this year. I can't remember who it was, but you know when you do something dumb like this, should
1: should your team really be on the
0: hook to have to pay you?
1: uh that's a tough question um uh, you know that's the beauty of contracts i guess um <laughs> you think they would you think they would put some sort of a clause but i guess that's probably in the mlepa um right. that they can't but uh <laughs> yeah you would hope yeah i mean you would hope that the players would especially somewhere along the line someone said look young pitcher if you get mad punch with the glove hand you know well never had that talk i guess no you know
0: maybe it got lost in translation
2: (laughs) apparently (laughs) well he's only 22 years old and i like the fiery like i want to do well um but uh, you know i used to play sports and i used to have a bad temper and i had this Come friend. on. Yeah. No, believe I, it or not. And, I,
0: I, no, I, I can't picture that. So I
2: slammed the goalie stick down really hard after they would score a goal on me, and I was playing high school hockey. And after one of the games, a friend of a, our family, an old, a big tall guy who I really respected pulled me inside, I said, Paul, we all know you don't want to let in goals. When you slam it down like that, that just shows their team that they're getting to you. He said, just refocus, play better, stop cut out that stuff, and just play the game. I was like, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir." And you're right. Somebody needs to pull this guy aside and say, "Listen, we all know you want to win, but you know, do it in the right way." But of course, he didn't think, and that's the whole problem. And uh, once again, we need to bring back some of the old Braves pitchers, Smoltz and uh, Maddox, to teach these guys how to pitch.
0: Well, you know, and what, one of the things that one of the reasons I thought about it was uh, just this past week in the NFL. The Denver Broncos cut one of their offensive linemen because he ruptured his Achilles tendon working out, getting in shape. But it wasn't on team on team property. So because he got hurt on his own time, they don't they cut him. They don't have to pay his contract. And and that's what made me think about. I mean, the NFL is. Cutthroat. There's no question about it. none of those, con- you know, unless you sign a guaranteed contract, most of those contracts are not guaranteed. So that's the first thing I thought of is, is, you know, uh, I can just imagine the praise. Now, look, this guy's not making a lot of money. He's 22 years old, right? So he's probably making the major league minimum you know but imagine if it was you know imagine if it was the Yankees and Garrett Cole and he did that right and Gar- and Garrett Cole who's making you know 32 million dollars a year is out is out for 2 months cuz he's an idiot you know i mean that's 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 the part to me if i'm the general manager of a team you know i'm upset about it. but you're right maybe what they need to do is pull him aside now while he's 22 and not making any money
2: well you remember sure this- jeff kent claimed he hurt his hand doing something around the house, and he really was dirt biking it, right? You remember oh, that? No. Is that right? Oh, yeah, back when he played for the Dodgers. But I remember the, that leads me to think. remember Robin Yount yep. who played for the Brewers that when they won, he rode his dirt bike into the stadium? So if you haven't seen that, look at YouTube. It's really cool. <laughs> I'll have to look that. No, I have not yeah. seen
0: that. Is that right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> and, he,
0: and he didn't get hurt? No, no. He was too better. cool for getting hurt. Even better. Uh, so uh, one other last thing. So I've been looking at the standings and, you know, we, we talked about this early and, you know, the standings were kind of upside down. And so I'm going to ask you, I'm looking at the the standings right now. And I want you to tell me from a scale of one to 10, how confident you are. This team will be in first place, uh, at the all-star break. You ready? Yep. All right. Boston Red Sox. One to 10.
2: One being very certain or 10 being very certain?
0: One, one being like there's not a chance and you know what. Okay, I got you now. So the Red Sox are first.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say
1: four on the Red Sox. Sorry, Gene.
0: Oh, That's all right. I'm going to say seven. Wow. You're, no, way optimi- You're way more optimistic than I am.
1: <laughs> so, got to have I, faith,
0: I, Gene. I, give, I tell you what, I'm about where Eric is. I give him a three or a four. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not faith in the Red Sox. It's that the cream's starting to rise to the top. I look at what the Yankees are doing. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays have won five in a row. Uh, Toronto is starting to hit like crazy. So, I mean, I'm a little bit worried about that. All right, number yeah, two. Yeah, that
1: division is stacked.
0: and It's, it's, it's close. close. Yeah, it's loaded. Uh, all right, number two, the Chicago White Sox. I'll give them an eight. And that's probably two. Seven. Low. I'm giving them a ten. I don't wow. Care. And he, there's nobody. Can, look, Cleveland's three games behind. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City, six and a half. Minnesota's 11 and a half back. Uh, heads are going to start rolling in Minnesota soon, I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: They, they, lost. they already did, didn't they? Yeah. I don't
0: know. They lost again Some, today. Don't they yeah. roll Somebody. like two
2: heads at a time? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, boy. All right. Here's a good one. The AL West, the Oakland Athletics. Ooh, um, Houston's a game and a half back
1: right now. Yeah. That one, I'm going to give it a five. It's between those two. I don't think the Mariners, I mean, they are so bad. I don't know how they're in third.
0: So you think there's a
2: 50-50 chance
1: Oakland's still in first place at the All-Star? Yeah, I think it's going to okay. be split. It's, it's either them or the Astros.
2: It could go either way. Okay. I say three. I think they're going downhill.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think I'm, I'm a three or a four. I think Houston's playing well. I think they're going to catch them. You know, the one thing that scares me about Houston, if I'm, if I'm a Houston hater, Jose Altuve is starting to look like the guy from like three or four years ago. He's hitting the heck out of the ball right now, and, and he hasn't hit this well, I think, since 2017 when they were cheating. So they're either cheating or he's figured it out. <laughs> I'm not sure which. <laughs> All right. Next, National League East, New York Mets. They have a one-game lead over the Phillies and four over the Atlanta Braves right now.
1: When does DeGrom come back? Is he back already?
0: Uh, he may be ready for his next start this, we- uh, this coming weekend. Okay. Okay. Um- and Man. they get And they get Noah Syndergaard back probably in three or four weeks.
1: Well, I'm going to give them a four, um, just because I lack faith in the Mets. Um, but
2: they're playing <laughs> way better so. than
1: I. And I, they're playing way better than I expected. And the Phillies, um, you know, I think they've got some work to do.
2: So I give them a five. I think uh, you know the Mets are dumb enough to think they can belong there. And with those two pitchers coming back, I think they'll hang in there a little longer. Yeah, I, I
0: actually feel pretty good about their chances. I'm, I'm, I'm probably about a six and a half. Um, it, Atlanta is showing itself to be very flawed in the pitching department. And uh, so I'm, I'm not too confident in them. And the Phillies just, they're a train wreck, wreck waiting to happen. <laughs> so, uh, all right, here's another interesting one. This is an uh, interesting race. The NL Central, St. Louis right now, a two and a half game lead over the Cubs. Three over the Brewers, four over Cincinnati.
1: So I, I picked the Cub or the Cardinals to win this division, and so I just want to, you know, put that out there.
2: <laughs> um, you want I, credit or something?
1: Aaron? I want some credit. Yeah, uh, right. I just thought, I just thought adding Arenado was going to really be the thing that that makes it. So I, I I'm actually pretty con- have some confidence in the Cards.
2: Okay,
1: I will. I'm going to put them at put them at a seven that might be a little too high because i think the brewers are going to come on um and the cubs could play better but and the reds actually are way underachieving right now too and it's pretty tight um but i think the uh, uh I, I i like the cards i think they're playing really good baseball mm-hmm.
2: i see your seven and raise it to eight i think the wow. cards are set they're good yeah I agree with both of you.
0: I think, I, I think I'm right there about seven, seven and a half, eight, somewhere in there. Um, I think that, that they're just loaded. And, I mean, the Brewers did get uh, Kristen Yelich back, but, uh, you know, I don't think they have. I mean, they've got Corbin Burns, but I, and, and, and Woodward's pretty good. I just don't know if the Brewers have enough pitching. So uh, I, like, I, like the, I like the Cardinals. I think they've got a good chance to be there. All right, lastly, and this one's a tie right now uh, because the Padres won today. So as of right now, it's a flat-footed tie in the NL West between the San Francisco Giants, I still can't believe I'm saying that, <laughs> and the San Diego Padres. They are tied mm. right now, and the Dodgers are two back. So my first question, So we'll do first question. Confidence that San Francisco is in first place at the All-Star break? Uh, that's going to be a one.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm with you. I see you run right.
2: and lower it to .5. All right, so... <laughs>
0: Having said that, which one of those three teams is in first place at the All Star break? The Dodgers, San Diego, or San Francisco?
1: Uh, I'm sticking with San Diego, who they were my pick um, yep. early on. I think they're going to keep uh, playing strong, and uh, uh, and now if I mean they keep they keep winning despite um, you know I mean they just. You know, they didn't have Tatis and Hosmer for and games.
0: They went 9-1. and, one. They went
1: nine and one, Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think they just seem like the team to beat this year.
0: And what I, about you, Paul?
2: I agree with my brother out in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We doggies. We doggies. I think the Dodgers have a little bit of that World Series slump in them. You know, they want it. They think it's easy to get back or they're not, you know, clicking and they're playing back a little bit right now, not stressing about it. So I don't think they're going to really put on all the jets until after the all-star game. So I agree with Eric.
0: I'm going to, I'm going with the Padres, but not because of any hangover. I think it's because the Dodgers are just, they're banged up. I mean, they've got all kinds of injuries going on over there. I mean, they're pretty much ready to sign you, Eric. So, uh, stay ready. Yeah. Stay ready. Uh, but I think, I mean, look at, uh, they go nine and one the Padres do without Tatis, etc. And Tatis comes back today, his first game back, went four for four, hit a home run.
1: <laughs> home run, yeah, his first at yeah. bat, he hit a home run.
0: Yeah. Kids, not too bad, huh? No. Not too bad. All right, well, that is going to do it for us here for another edition of the Boys of Summer. We'll be back in two weeks to entertain you some more. Guys, thanks very much for Eric Braun and Paul Arnold. I'm Gene Gums. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.